Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone's doing good. Today's episode is a birth story. Um, so Holly is one of my podcast listeners and also she did my essentials course and she talks to you guys about her second labour and how she had such an incredible experience and it really is a really enjoyable story to listen to and you can just tell how passionate and how empowered and amazing Holly feels about her story and the way that she tells it. So without further ado, I will play the episode now. So hello and welcome to Holly. Holly is a well, previous, maybe still current podcast <laughs> listener. Who knows? Once, once people have had babies, sometimes they still carry on listening. Sometimes they don't. Um, and she's here today to talk about her birth story. So hello, Holly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Claire. Lovely to officially meet you. I've been talking to you on Instagram. I know, I know. Yeah, it's so nice when you actually get to put like a face to the name yeah. and actually have a conversation. <laughs> so yeah, lovely to meet you. So please introduce yourself to everybody. So I'm Holly. Um, I'm a mum of two recently. So my little one is three weeks old tomorrow. So very fresh. Um, And then I've got Nova, who is my four year old. Um, So (laughs) yeah, now a mum of two and surprisingly quite easy for now. I've got a very chilled second baby, which I'm very thankful for. (laughs) That's always very helpful. Always so helpful. No, I mean, we were just saying before I recorded, we were just saying that actually sometimes, you know, people worry, I think, about going from one to two or two to three. I mean, I have no experience of that, so I can't comment, but you just kind of have to get on with it. There's no option. You find your groove pretty quickly. And the good thing about newborn babies is that they don't do too much when they're first born. So I feel like it's a slow transition. Um, If you were given a toddler, probably be a bit like, what? But um, yeah, a, a newborn, you know, nice gradual approach. And then, you know, by the time they get to toddler, everyone's older. So, you know, it's all cool. It's all good. Um, perfect. So, yeah, sorry. I completely interrupted you while you were telling us all about yourself. So please continue. So, yeah, so I am um, quite a busy bee. I used to have my own, theater, um, my own company, like for princess parties. And I, oh, yes, yeah, so I work with kids. So, I mean, having two children is actually quite easy compared to like 25 crazy three-year-olds so I'm okay um but yeah I'm just kind of chilling at the minute enjoying maternity leave because it's quite nice to not be crazy working yeah so nice (laughs) yeah it's like my favorite thing in the world and we're having some really nice weather in the UK so it's definitely also a bonus although this actually this episode's not gonna be out until September so by that point by then yeah (laughs) it'll be raining probably but um but at the moment while we're recording it it's like the middle of a heat wave so yeah it's nice to be off work during that time yes. and get to make the most of it definitely so <laughs> tell us a bit about what got you interested in hypnobirthing so I had an extremely traumatic birth with Nova right. um to the point that I didn't want any more kids because it was just horrific and it didn't kind of set in till she was probably one nearly two so wow. I was kind of going through all the motions, having a newborn, all happy, lovely, no, no signs of postnatal depression or anything. And then just flashbacks and trauma all coming back. 
Um, so it was quite late on. And I think with the whole COVID thing, we, we had, it was like the loss of control from that. And it kind of took me back to the last time I felt out of control, which was the delivery. So yeah, I had a very medicalized birth, four set delivery and a horrible tear and a blood transfusion. And it was all very completely the opposite of what I wanted and what I needed. And I kind of lost myself for quite a while. Like I, it was like a part of me had just gone out when it happened because it was just like I just felt like a piece of meat to be honest like just whatever get the baby out um so yeah this time I was like I'm going to take my control back basically um and the funny thing is it's not a funny thing it's quite horrible (laughs) um me and my husband separated just before I found out I was pregnant oh no so I've pretty much gone through this whole pregnancy on my own oh wow (laughs) bless you even more so I needed to like I was like if I lost control of everything in my life like everything's gone to pot yeah all of the new things having to deal with with a four-year-old who hasn't got clue what's going on and navigate life through on my own I was like more than ever I need to take back my control because it's the only thing I really can be control is how I birthed my baby so I was adamant from the off things are going to be very different <laughs> and I, I I basically was not not backing down that any anybody that said oh, oh that's a bit risky I thought no <laughs> I'm in charge thank you very much yeah and so like that's what you think like if you think about sometimes people's reactions when you say you're doing something a certain way is to go oh yeah that sounds risky but then if you think about your first birth and that experience you did everything probably like how the system says it how's how's that any better like that's what I always think you know surely exactly as I've already been through the worst experience of my life like I tell everybody it was the worst day of my life everyone's like but your daughter was born I was like yeah but that it it's like it's bigger than that like <laughs> so, and then for it to come out like it was so delayed yeah your trauma from that like it's just yeah it, it can affect you for so long afterwards so yeah this time I thought no we're doing <laughs> doing this my way so straight away I was just like on Spotify I thought right I'm going to find something to listen to found you and just listened to like everything for the last two years and just caught up basically to the point where I've now listened to them all. Um, and then my sister um, was pregnant at the time. She's got a three month old now. So she had Siobhan Miller's hypnobirthing book. So she gave me that. So read that. Um, just, I mean, I was so positive when I was pregnant with Nova. I was the most positive person on the earth. But when everything went wrong, it kind of was like, oh, I wish yeah. I hadn't been so positive. But then I didn't really, it was, it's a bit of a funny one. But this time I thought, no, let's get the positivity back because I can't be dwelling on what happened and what ifs. Um, so I just surrounded myself with a hell of a lot of positivity. <laughs> and I think um, with hypnobirthing, I think obviously like it's, you know, a lot of what we teach and talk about is having that positive mindset. But also, so the difference probably between both of your experiences, although you were positive first time, is that you have also the extra knowledge so that if anything does kind of go off plan, you at least know how to deal with that and and kind of navigate it. Whereas I think sometimes if we just rely on, oh, you know, I believe it's going to work. So it's going to work. It's not always the best thing to rely on having, you know, educating yourself properly about it, which is what you did is definitely 
always a good idea because then it leaves you a bit more prepared and it was the difference in the fact that I was so positive but when everything went wrong I literally had nothing I I, it went the positivity went I got very stressed I got into the horrible fear pain tension cycle and I was like this is horrible whereas this time I'll go into the story but things went a bit off course but I was able to stay calm because I knew what one what was going to happen and two that I was in control and everything was okay (laughs) it's so easy sometimes I think when everything does go kind of away from your plan to just think oh well like that's it then I I, there's no point I give up doesn't work it's no point being positive and you just kind of yeah like get rid of all of that because there's no points in it and then you end yeah you end up kind of not managing or controlling what then happens so okay so tell us about your positive birth story that's what we want to hear about my positive birth story sir it's a very long one Claire it's a long labor I tell you I don't I want it minute by minute (laughs) minute by minute I was in labor in total for 66 hours I had the longest latent phase I think of ever it was like nearly 60 hours of just wow it was basically like Groundhog Day every day. So I decided from the off I was going to have my home birth. So I, I, I was able to like tell all of the consultants, everybody what for. <laughs> um, so I got that. Brilliant. Got to 37 weeks. Thought I'm going to put the pool up because anytime now I know I'm going to be at home. So the pool goes up and another three weeks pass. And I'm thinking, I love that you put it, you had it up all that time. That's amazing. I was, re- I was raring to go. I had my affirmations on the wall, like people coming around like, oh, this is the middle. I just thought it was the most amazing place I've ever seen. They were like, this is, this is like a full on birthday. <laughs> so yeah, I was very, very prepared thinking whenever it happens, I will be ready. And obviously because my husband was not, involved a kind of a, and the experience of Nova's birth has been hard for both of us so I thought best to keep any negative and any emotions yeah. away so I had um three birth partners planned but I ended up having two of them so I had two friends with me so I knew because I was probably going to go into labor on my own because he wasn't here as he was the first time I had to be super super extra prepared because it was going to involve like ringing people and if worst case worst it came you know she came very quick I'd be on my own. Wow, of course. This is why I I did extra preparation. I planned it like the best party ever. (laughs) It's a good idea though. That's probably something that people don't think about if they are going to be on their own. You do have to be super prepared. I was thinking, why did I, why have I like planned like everything in my life, like parties and events, like I'm the most organized person in the world. Why would I not plan for this massive event in the same way? So I sort of treat it like a really exciting experience like a party rather than I'm giving birth so yeah the preparation (laughs) was key and I had like a meeting with my friends like when I um I bought your essentials course when there was a deal on Mother's Day and I was like right and because most of it I kind of had got from the podcast it was more helpful for my birth partners who hadn't gone through anything with me so I was able to have like a full-on meeting with them and like like, this is what I want and yeah it was just it was we were super duper organized um, I ended up being six days when she was born, six days over, but I went into labour a lot earlier than that. So 4.30 on the Saturday, three weeks ago, um, I had a nap on my daughter's bed and I was just feeling very, very tired. I've struggled this pregnancy a lot. Mm. Um, and she's playing. And then I woke up and thought, oh, and I've had Braxton Hicks for like four weeks, like all the time. And I just thought, is this it or is it? I don't really know. So <laughs> kind of just 
was like, I'll monitor if they, if they kind of vamp up a bit or get more regular. So got her dinner, thought, right, this could be it. We just prepared. <laughs> then we had like a nice bath together, like got her off to bed. And I was just like, I think, you know, this could be, this could be it. Um, then they started coming like every 20 minutes. And I thought, this is labour. <laughs> so <laughs> my best friend had texted me and she was like, what, is anything happening? And she'd been like on call for like three weeks, like just waiting. Um, and I was like, I think I'm in labour. I don't really know <laughs> because they feel the same as what I've been experiencing for the last four weeks, but they are coming regular now. So I'm thinking this might be early signs of labour. So she was like, do you want me to come around? I was like, to be honest, I'm okay. But in case they kind of get more frequent then just be on just be aware that it could be tonight so that's all I said and I carried on with my evening <laughs> so she comes around we're all chilled we've got music on all lovely darkness and candles and I was like this is this is bliss it's like a spa <laughs> so brilliant so then got to like 10 11 o'clock and they they're coming like three every 10 minutes which is what they said to them caught and I'm like okay and they weren't very strong but they were coming nice and frequent. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely in labour. And I kind of was like, I'm not going to be in denial now. This is labour. So then we called my other friend um, and she came and like, every, I'm thinking, I'm going to have my baby like in the next few hours. <laughs> How long was I? <laughs> it gets to like one o'clock. I mean, I'd had like massage, like we'd filled the pool a little bit and just, it just wasn't progressing. They weren't getting any stronger. Um, so in the end, I was like, girls, we're going to have to go to bed because I am shattered. Woke up the next day at seven, uh, four o'clock, needing a wee, as I did all the time, <laughs> and thought something just was off. And I kind of was like, I just feel something weird, like this should have progressed by now. And we'd already run my midwife and I was on a continuity of care team, luckily, so that I had the same midwife for the whole pregnancy. I'm very lucky, like where I am in Worcester, we've only got two teams. Um, so it's a very new thing they're doing. But I'm lucky enough to be, I've been looked after by the same like team of five, six women the whole time. So I kind of rang them that night just to, to basically say, it's second baby, she might come quickly, like just to warn you, I'm in early labour, I'm fine, but just, you know, be aware it could happen. So they knew. So then I ring back at four o'clock thinking something's just not right. I don't think, I just had this weird gut feeling that like she wasn't okay. Um, and I hadn't like felt her move where she, she'd been very wriggly. So we rang my midwife and she said, just go straight into triage. So we went to hospital. <laughs> she, of course, the minute I lie on the bed, she's absolutely going crazy like a mad thing. And then I start having contractions on the monitor. Everything's being like um, mapped out on there. I'm thinking, brilliant. I am in labour. Like everything's fine. We're here we go again. So did was monitored for like half an hour. Um, and then we sat in this room and I said to Hayley, like, we're going to have to get back into the zone because I'm in hospital. I'm already going to everything's going to slow down because I'm in a place I'm not comfortable with by this time it was like seven in the morning so it was now bright and yeah. the sun was out and I was like oh here we go backtrack <laughs> so um I basically was like right let's get the music on um and just get back in the zone um another hour passed and I just thought what am I waiting for I just want to go home I've got a pool of water at home like I don't want to be sat in a hospital why were they keeping you there just to monitor they basically wanted, because I had had reduced movements after 39 weeks, they needed to speak to a doctor, even though I was already in labour, to basically do a plan with me. So I said to the midwife, why am I staying? And she said, the doctor's going to be wanting to induce you. I said, I'm already in labour. I said, I've been in labour since last night. I've literally come here to check my baby is safe and well she is. 
I want to go home. I said, I've got a pool in my dining room full of water and I'm ready to carry on with my labour. Like, I don't need to be here. In the end, I, I just, I was at my wit's end and I said to Hayley, if at eight o'clock we are still here, I am, I, I was close to jumping out the window. I was like, I need to get out. Of I felt like a caged animal, like get me out of this room. I want to go home. So whereas with Nova's birth, I didn't know with my first, I didn't know I had a choice or I was in charge or anything. So I kind of just went with the flow. This time I thought, no, I am not staying here. Get me out. So I got the midwife back in and I said, what is, why am I still here? Anything the doctor says to me, I, it's not going to make me change my mind. I said, I am going home. She said, oh, do you want to discharge yourself? I said, yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so signed that, signed the dotted line off. I went out the door. It's so, you know, I mean, and if you didn't know any different, like, you know, so many people would stay and be induced, but you think you're already in labour. What is that? Po- Your baby's fine. You've had her check what is that possibly going to do other than just take your labour in a different direction to how you want it to go? So I felt very empowered and I kept thinking in my head, Holly, you are in charge. My instinct's telling me everything's fine. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> so I got out of there, went home, carried on with my day. <laughs> and that day I had um, a normal midwife check. So she was coming to me and the lady at the hospital had said, get a sweep. And I thought, I'm not having any interventions I'd already put on my birth preferences I don't want any sort of induction including a sweep don't want anything and when I got home I thought I'm already in labor I'm getting pretty frustrated now because it's been like nearly 24 hours and I'd had enough yeah so I thought do you know what I'm gonna have the sweep yeah so I just changed my mind yeah. I thought, it's fine we'll just check we as is your mind. right exactly yeah so she came to do my check and I said can I have a sweep she said Are you sure I said yeah just one in there she said Holly you're two to three centimeters brilliant I was like, fantastic, right. contractions have actually been doing something. Yeah. <laughs> so I felt very positive then and thought, brilliant, we're on the up. Like, we're, we're, I'm having a baby soon. And now I'm doing something. Like, my body is actually doing something. So here we go again, second night. <laughs> this time, my second birth partner wasn't feeling very well, bless her. So I just had Hayley. And oh. we got the pool all ready again. We got everything. I was like, right, this is it. Like, everything starts bumping up. Every time I went and sat on the toilet, I had this full on just they just went crazy I thought surges are loving the toilets I sat on the toilet every time I was on there I was like oh it's like the strength was there so we called um we knew that my team weren't on call that night because they're really short staff so they'd said if it happens tonight just call um your community midwife and they will send someone so we call the community midwife and they say there's nobody to come to you and instead of getting myself all stressed, yeah. I thought, I'm fine. Like, I'm five minutes from a hospital. I can do this on my own. I've got my birth partner. I'm, ha- like, I'm at home. Everything is fine. Worst comes to worst, we'll call an ambulance and they'll come. And so we've got medical professional for the end. I love that. So I wasn't worried at all. <laughs> I, was pre- I was pretty much like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I feel very empowered, very strong. I'm not not stressed at all that no one's here. That's great. And considering your first experience, like what a total 180 you did in like... Well, literally, the hypnobirthing has literally turned me into this most... <laughs> I, like, I'm unstoppable. I'm just like, anytime someone says to me, oh, I'm a bit scared. But I said, why are you scared? I said, I'm not scared. So why are you scared? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> like, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So um, in the end, Hayley rings me and I'm like, oh, like on the toilet, like they're getting so intense. And she says... <laughs> Um, but good news, you've got a midwife coming. Bad news, she's coming from Birmingham, which isn't like nearly an hour from me. So 
I thought, oh, okay. So of course everything then slows down yeah. because I'm thinking, getting a bit nervous that, okay, this could happen soon and they're not even here and all this. Um, so everything went off track a little bit for a while. Um, anyway, she turns up an hour later <laughs> and um, she was from the other team in Worcestershire who my midwife that I had with Nova is now on. So she actually knew her and I said, oh, she said, we, we do everything very, um, very similar. And that helped me because it's obviously a new person coming in. But the fact that she did everything very similar to my first midwife and she knew her and it was kind of a bit more comfortable than just a stranger. And she said to me, Holly, I think that you are like trying to will the, will the contractions too much. Like you're wanting them to every time they come, like they're coming, but then they're tailing off and they're not frequent. So she said, I think go and have a lie down. Um, she said, I will. If in half an hour you're not awake, I'll just go. <laughs> she said, your midwives will be on call from eight in the morning. By now it's like one o'clock. So she was like, I'll just sit here. And if you don't wake up and if nothing progresses, I'll just go and then we'll go from there. So <laughs> I wake up at three o'clock. I thought she'd gone home. Is, uh, is this for real? Am I still seriously like still 36 hours late? I, I just, uh, so I thought, wow, I'll go back to bed, wake up next morning at seven o'clock. And I, this was the Monday and I was just thinking, is this baby ever going to come? Because I, I know I'm in labour. I know I'm three centimetres, probably four by now. And I just, it was just the fact that everything was ready and I was so calm at home. And I'm thinking, why? Why is she not coming? <laughs> so what, your surges and things like that, were they kind of manageable? Obviously, apart from when you were sitting on the toilet. Yeah, I was able to still talk and I was breathing through them and every I felt very much in control of everything and I, yeah. I was fine. It was just the fact that they weren't progressing. So I was having three and 10 and they were have, they were lasting the right amount of time. So I was doing my four breaths and like by the time it was finished, like they were over and I was thinking, this is the right amount of time. We've got everything, how yeah. it's supposed to be. They just weren't getting any stronger or, and it was just a nightmare because every time I was thinking, this is it, yeah. it just kind of stopped for hours. This is something that actually a lot of people do experience this kind of drawn out latent phase. And it's something that I think a lot of people actually aren't aware that it can happen. So Monday, I thought, right, take a step back, stop worrying about when she's coming, thinking about when she's coming. My other birth partner, Jen, um, is just very super chilled and does all this like mind work and just is the right person to have around. So she came around. um, Yeah. I got my husband to pick Nova up from nursery and take her to his flat. So I was like, can just have yeah. some time without her. Because um, I thought maybe that's the reason, because I'm like in mom mode, I can't fully let go. It could be, yeah. So I was a bit like, mm, is it that? So let's get rid of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm sat in the garden with Jen and she's like going through all these, like just trying to find what this blockage is. And I'm thinking maybe it's because like I haven't got my husband with me. And even though I know it's the wrong thing to have him here, it's like it's it's that. I don't know if it's like I'd all these trying, trying to figure out why it wasn't progressing. Anyway, we're just talking and like everything's OK. And she said, Holly, you've just had three contractions and they're exactly 10 minutes apart. And I was just breathing through them. Like she said, they're getting regular. And I was like, oh, she was like, so because you're relaxed and you're trying to right. like break down what these reasons are and talking about it, maybe that there was just some blockage in your head that you even though your body was ready, you couldn't yeah. quite relax. Yeah. Um, so. 
did this. She went home. I thought, right, I'm going for a walk. Be at one with nature. <laughs> so <laughs> I went for a walk, went home. Like, yeah, Nova came home, got her to bed. And I just thought, I'm just going to enjoy this night because this could be the last night I've got to myself before I've got a baby on my boob. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of just took a step back and just like forgot that I just was in labour and just did nothing. Watched the yeah. film, went to bed, like 10 o'clock went to bed and was like, doesn't matter. I'm not even going to worry that if like tomorrow I wake up at seven and I'm still pregnant, I'm just going to go with it. Then I wake up at quarter past three. It woke me up the same. I was like, yes, it's happening. I'm in active labor. I was just like, here we go. Then I went downstairs and rang the community team because my team went on call that night again. She says, uh, can you come in? I said, sorry. She said, we've got nobody to come to you. Um, can you come into triage? And I said, I can't get there. She said, what do you mean? Have you not got a birth partner? I said, I have, but she doesn't live with me and I can't get into a car. Like, I was like, why is that the only option to go into hospital when I, I said, I'm having a home birth and I am okay. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm just telling you that I'm in active labor. I don't need anybody here now. She said, oh, okay, well, call me back in an hour. Said, uh, and we'll see how you are. Hayley and Jen get there at like four o'clock and I thought right we've got four hours till my team are on call as long as she doesn't come in the next four hours I, we've got this we don't need anybody we're fine so music's on every, the sun's coming up everything's fine the cat is like not leaving my side and something is happening um, and literally I just went into my element so at this point I was like this is what I've been waiting for and I was so in the zone I'm listening to my music I had the music on full blast I'd warned my neighbour that was having a home birth I was like if you hear anything just know it's happening she, so she was very excited hear me through the wall I had a sign on the door no postmen did knocking doors and home birth in progress the organisation great the organisation Claire was on point <laughs> And I thought, no one disturbed me. I am in, yeah, I was just like, I'm in, I am in charge. Like, nobody disturbed me. Midwives come into the door and don't, like, ring any bells or just, just appear. Like, we know you're coming. Because actually, imagine if you were, yeah, like, in the middle, right in the thick of it, and you had, like, an Amazon delivery person. Yeah. And I thought, this is not going to be helpful. So I prepped for that because they have a tendency of doing that to me, of appearing. Do you know what? One of my friends, she was having a home birth, and she'd booked her Tesco delivery and obviously completely forgot so Tesco turn up with their whole shopping while she's in the middle of her home birth so I'm literally like so chilled and me and Jen had had realized that every time I got in the water the last two nights um something strange had happened like they my surges had just completely stopped and we were trying to think why is this happening in the water when I want to be in the water and I realised that I can't swim. And I had an experience as a kid where my friend pulled me underwater at a pool party and I literally nearly drowned. And she said to me, Holly, I know you want a water birth on this, but the deep water, I think, is connected yes. to this trauma, which your body's just shutting off. And I said, I'd never thought of that because I love water, just not deep water. So she said, how about we just scrap the pool idea and if you want to fill it, we'll fill it, but we'll fill it like a tiny bit to paddle rather than deep water. So then the whole idea of we've got to get the pool full in time, that all went, all that stress. And it was like, that was kind of what was holding. It was so stressful. That makes so much sense with the water. And I, I, yeah, like once you make that connection, you obviously, yeah. Because I was like 
progressing. And the minute I was like, right, I'm getting in the water because this is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, isn't that interesting? So we'd, we'd sorted this out and I thought, do you know what? This is so, so I had it up to like the seat in the pool so that I kind of was, I could be like on all fours and I'd be in a bit of water, but I wasn't uh, under it. Like that made all the difference. And we didn't have to worry about the pool. Wow. So, and then like on like all fours on my birthing ball, I've got my friend had recorded some affirmations. Um, she's a mindfulness coach and she's just got the most relaxing oh, Lovely. Um, so I had that playing. I had like some Enya and <laughs> Everything was lovely. And then the strangest thing happened. We had like, it's like all the nature appeared. Like the cat wouldn't leave my side. I went outside, like into the garden just to be like to, on my own. And there's a fox that lives in our garden. And I look up mid-contraction and this fox is staring straight into my eyes. Oh my God, that gave me chills. I just got chills. I know. And I'm stood there like with my hands on the glass of like I lean to like, this is incredible. Like it was like this fox was just with me through it all. And I was like, am I dreaming? I was like, am I like Snow White or something? It was incredible, Claire. Like, and I felt like, and then Jen said to me, Holly, it's a sign of protection. If you see a fox, I was like, this fox is literally with me through. Uh, It was incredible. I was like, this is so cool. That's amazing. I really like that. So like, so I was like through my, through like just dancing through it all and like not phased at all and just like living my best life thinking I'm just made to do this. Loving life. Half past six, the midwives come that they, they'd found me two midwives from two different places. (laughs) So by like half past six, like I'm in the paddly water and everything, my water still hadn't gone at this point. And when I'd had my sweep, um, the midwife had said that you're three centimetres, but your waters are bulging. She said, I have to be careful not to touch them because they are literally ready to go. At this point, they still hadn't gone. And every time I was contracting, the contractions weren't bothering me. Like I was fine with them. I I had them under control, my breathing. But the minute they finished, I had this uncontrollable, horrific pain of this pressure because every time she was coming down, it, the waters needed to go basically and they weren't going so it was just like I can't I couldn't cope with this pressure I felt like I was like trying to give birth to a boulder <laughs> like from this just water just going um and in the end I was just thinking how is this baby like if this water is just not going to go and that's what needs to happen for her to come out I can't do this for much longer like this pressure was it was it was above me I just couldn't even so I'm literally in the pool like with this midwife in my face just talking to me and I'm like I can't like I just then the other midwife the one I didn't like so much said to me Holly I I know you don't want any examinations but we need to see what's going on because these waters she said the waters might well go when I examine you and at this point I'm transitioning and I'm really struggling with this like I was in my head I didn't say it out loud in my head I was like an epidural but I knew that this was normal (laughs) I was like something's something's happening she better be coming soon and then she said to me oh the the dreaded words you're only seven centimeters no not only she said you're seven centimeters and I went is that all and I suddenly thought oh I thought I was like there like that just put a downer on it because I didn't want her to tell me but because she just kind of didn't know the plan or anything she just was kind of there working it was just like oh and it was just I just felt the dread over me of I'm only seven centimeters oh and then she said to me, there's meconium in the water. Mm. And this had happened with Nova. So I did, she didn't even have to say anything. She went, Holly. And I went, there's meconium, isn't there? Like, I just know everything. 
I just knew by the tone of her voice. I went, there's meconium, isn't there? She said, yeah. She says, only light, like, but yeah. we, the, everything then changes, doesn't it, for a home birth? Because they're like, this is a risk and all this. Now, at this point, if I'd been me of sound mind and not in transition, I'd have said, like, can we just wait like an hour? But because I was struggling so much, I kind of was just like, do you know what? This is out of my hands. I can't, I have nothing left to... And it felt that, that's a sign that it felt right really for you at the time. Yeah. And I kind of was like, this isn't going off course, but I've got the most magic experience I could have wished for. I've got this far. And you know what? I just want my baby out. And I've done this for 60 hours. Like I've had enough. So they then turned, had to try and get out of a pool. That was a whole other. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's climb out of a pool like in with this pressure, and the waters had gone, but like it still was this yeah. just because she was like right Her head there was now. there, yeah, yeah, and so then the ambulance come. My my midwife then appears because it's past eight o'clock. Hi, Holly, and she wanted me to stay at home. Did she, she was like, everybody, why is there an ambulance here? Why are we all stressing when it's only like meconium and Holly wants home? But like, she didn't understand walking into it, why there was an ambulance and why people were getting all stressed. Yeah. But because I kind of was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like, we're just, we're just going to go. So she came with me in the ambulance with Hayley and Aww. it was all very, um, just very, I was flirting with the paramedic. <laughs> Like, I love oh, it. You're handsome. And he was like, I don't want any kids. I was like, oh, you know, still, still joking with seven, you know, seven centimeters. Um, so I'm in the ambulance. And at this point, I'd started some gas and air in the pool. I'd never had it before, but with Nova, I kind of had it when I was in like a crisis situation. So it wasn't working at all. And I was like, I don't like this. Um, so this time I thought, I'm going to try it. Um, I get in the ambulance and just thought, surrender, Holly, surrender. Just put it, and I just took this gas and air, like my life depended. Gas and air's great. Everything was fine. And I just went, I just went into this world and I just thought, you know what? Just stop trying to fight everything and just let everybody look after you. And do what feels good. Like the in your instinct, your instinct was to have that, but you you were fighting it, but just sometimes you just gotta give in to your instinct. It's okay. Just just went with it. And um, I just thought my midwife, bless her, like my named midwife, it was her day off and she came to the hospital. So she was there for the delivery. So I see her waving at me at the front of the hospital. And I'm just like, hello. My voice is all deep in the gas now. And I literally went through, bearing in mind, this is a five minute journey from my house, went through oh, wow. the doors and I went, I'm pushing. And I thought, how? I thought I was going to go to hospital and be like another two hours before anything like happened. And the minute we got out, uh, I'm thinking, I'm having this baby, like, it, she's coming. So <laughs> I'm saying, oh, I'm pushing. And at this point, I can see the end of, like, the corridor, like, the doors. And I'm like, get me in the room. And then I'm literally in this room. And they said, Holly, you're going to have this baby on the floor if you don't get on this bed. And all of a sudden, I was like a soldier. It came out of nowhere. I'm crawling on all fours, like, Ah, like onto the bed <laughs> like, I will get out of this chair I'm not having a baby on the floor with the head coming out and I just went into I just was so in I don't even know what the word is I just felt amazing because I hadn't felt any of this having Nova and the minute I'm on all fours I'm like shouting Hayley where's my music she said it won't go any louder so I had the phone like by my ear like bent over the back of the bed um and I felt everything like the crowning was amazing. Yeah. I honestly, I don't know how I say it's amazing, but I, I've been looking forward to that feeling because yeah. it was taken away. And it was like that feeling that was taken away from me before. So I never got to experience all that feeling. And this time I was so excited that when it started happening, I thought oh. she's coming. Like 
So I just went with it and I'm on all fours. And then this other midwife comes in, who's not one of my team, and said, we need to check her heartbeat. And at this point, I'm thinking, yeah. she's about to come. Like, leave me alone. So she wanted to turn me over and I'm shouting, I'm not lying on my back. I'm not lying on my back because I knew the minute that happens, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like bowing down to all the, these medical professionals. Yeah. I'm like, no, thank you. So they said to me, lie like on your side. So I'm like kind of on my side. like. And at this point, the, I wanted everything filmed. So I was going to film like the Amazing. So I said to the midwife, please, can you film everything? Like I want it all documented. Don't not get anything. <laughs> so I've got it all filmed. It's amazing. So at this point, her head's like out. And I just thought to myself, do you know what? That, that, that's the hard bit done. Like I've just got through 66 hours of labour and I've pushed her head out. And I'm okay. And all I've got to do now is push and she's here. So I just was like in the zone and I kind of just called her name and she appeared. So I'm pushing I and I just that. shouted, Alora. And she like flew out. Um, and they, they just literally gave her to me and I was just shouting from the rooftops. I did it. I did it. It was amazing. I've never felt so amazing in my life. About like yeah. the most powerful person on the whole planet and she's literally like on me and she looks exactly like Nova but everything obviously is different and I all I'm doing is thanking on the video it's like I've won an Oscar thank you everybody I'm just thanking everybody because I've never felt so grateful that I had literally done it and they Uh... all were like on my side and the experience was the complete opposite to the other one but it was still in hospital but two completely different experiences and I literally was like, I lit- I just did it. And oh, I couldn't wow. believe it. I was in absolute shock that I had just pushed a baby out before even finding out how big she was. <laughs> so they weighed. Oh, yeah. So she was, what, was she nine pounds something? Nine pounds, seven. Wow, that's a good size. Yeah. She looked huge. They weighed her and they said, Holly, she's, she's big. And I was like, I'm going to guess. I was guessing like seven pounds, then eight pounds. Then I was thinking, she's going to be nine pounds something. Now I've seen her. £9.7 and on the, they videoed this as well and there's just me shouting from the rooftops I did that I couldn't believe that I'd pushed a £9.7 baby wow. out with gas and air yeah because Nova was only £8.3 I say only right. £8.3 but um, yeah. because I'd had all of the intervention and she just wouldn't come I was thinking how have I done this on yeah. my own this felt so much easier even yeah. though she was a bigger baby yeah and I was kind of like a little bit like in awe of my body and how Absolutely. I had just done that and the most amazing thing is when they were telling me to not push when she's about to come out, like her head, and they're saying, don't, now, little pushes now, Holly. And I, I'm literally like shouting in the video, I'm not pushing. Yeah. Claire, my body did it all. Yeah. I looked down and I remembered like one of the first um, episodes I listened of yours and you saying that people can have babies in comas. And this had stuck with me forever. Yeah. Like your body will just do it. So they were saying, Holly, don't, don't push. And I said, I'm not doing it. And I'm not. You literally can't stop it. You can't stop it. I I could see her like, it was incredible. And I'm just there like, how is this happening? I said, I'm not pushing. I promise I'm not pushing. Uh, Wild. So at this point, I'm there with my £9.7 baby feeling like an absolute goddess. Like, yes, I've done it. And um, yeah, and I just literally was like, Wow. Like FaceTimed Jen, who had taken Nova to her house, and Nova like meets her baby sister. And I said, What do you think? And she's like, She's great. And then carries on playing. <laughs> just, like, oh, finally she's here. But it just, it was a comp- 
complete different experience. And even though I was still in the hospital, I was still in a delivery room, I was still in postnatal, I still yeah. had to do the whole get the baby in the car yeah. seat and all this to get, which I didn't want to be doing. It still was amazing. And I like left the hospital. My mum and dad came to pick me up on my own, like a warrior with the car seat and my bags. Like, goodbye, everybody. Thank you. For, thank you for your time. Thank you for my 24 hours of peace. <laughs> but, you know, like you did so amazing considering as well, you were kind of, I know you had your birth partners there, but you were like on your own to a degree. Like how, how amazing is that, that you did all of that? Like you should feel like a total warrior because that is completely what you are. It's amazing. I just like, I feel so empowered and I just, it was like everything just fitted into place. And even though we went off course with like the plan, everything still was it was still amazing I yeah. keep saying to everybody it was it was just they were like oh but what you know being in hospital was it okay I said it was still amazing I loved yeah. every minute of it and I actually just want to give birth again to feel this feeling <laughs> yeah and if you think about this is what I would say to people like if you wrote your birth down on a piece of paper like how many people would read it and be like oh yeah like oh well she ended up having to go to the hospital but actually it's not about really what happens it's how you feel about it and you feel so positive about everything that happened yeah. because everything that happened was right and you knew that all of those things were right for you and I knew that I'd I'd kind of like with all of the consultants and all of like discharging myself and all of that I I got so empowered by doing those things that I didn't think I could do I didn't think I could like stand up to a doctor and be like I'm yeah. not doing this because I didn't know I I could do that before yeah. that I kind of at this point was like everybody's working for me so do what you want I'm doing this and I can do what you do yeah. know what I mean I just was like my whole mindset changed yeah. because I was in the complete right place that needed to be to yeah. give birth not being told what to do and you and you knew that your baby was fine and that's the main yeah. thing like you knew she was okay so why am I here I don't need to be here um, I know that, you know, there's somewhere better I can be. So you did completely what was right for you. You listened to your instinct, you know, and you used all of the the tools that you'd learned as well. And yeah, you had an amazing positive experience. And how nice is that coming off the back of a negative yeah. experience to be able to experience it so differently? It was just so, and yeah. like, like the day after my mum and dad came to get me and we came home and Hayley had already been back and like emptied the pool and stuff and me and my oh, wow. dad are literally there like half an hour like taking the pool down bring, putting the whole house back together and I'm thinking I've just come home like with a newborn yeah. and I just felt like oh, this is this is easy now like I've just done that yeah. like all I've yeah. got to do is sort my house out <laughs> the <Yeah>. aftermath <laughs> how amazing are your friends as well oh, I've I literally mean, got gosh. the best support system they're amazing the I li- yeah I'd, I'd be lost without them they've just been my complete rocks and yeah, bet. yeah that's incredible. I'm very lucky to to have had and my best friend bless her she she just was like I feel so lucky to have been a part I of bet. it yeah I bet just to be there like I was holding when I was like doing the final push like I was holding I nearly pulled her hair out like holding on to her and I just felt so like we just had each other like we just it was just amazing that's so nice and also such a good like sign that you know, your your birth part- partner doesn't have to be your actual, like, life yeah. partner. They can yeah. be a friend or, you know, a mum or whoever. It doesn't have to be, you know, you pick whoever, obviously, like, if, you know, they want to be there. But yeah, you can you can have other people as well who, you know, sometimes they're not always 
just because they're your life partner they might not necessarily be the best choice to support you it sounds like you had people there who were 100 and what's really weird is the first time like the girl's dad was probably the worst person to be a birth partner but because you're told oh you know the dads that that's how you grow up knowing yeah like for both of us it was such a traumatic experience and I think he's been affected more than I have with it and I'm thinking I just went with that choice because that's what is expected but this time having like who I wanted who was right for the actual experience not who just I wanted to be yeah. there but it was who was right and who was going to support me and who was going to be strong yeah. enough to deal with it it kind of was the better the yeah. better experience because of that and also there were no men present yeah. other than the paramedic and the baby doctor after there's got a lot to be said for how things used to be without men present Claire honestly I had all this and I said on my birth preferences I wanted a village-led birth I wanted just people around me I wanted it to feel very much like how we are around the world not in western society and I kind of got that I mean I had foxes and all sorts joining in but I kind of went back to like a traditional way of how things used to be and not having any men around it was amazing I just felt I had all these women and yeah that's so empowering as well and like uplifting and you feel like I always feel that I feel like when I'm in the presence of a lot of like women I always feel like really powerful like I just find it so powerful being around other women so I completely can understand how you'd feel like that and also like it's great now because well I mean it might not be yeah. the same everywhere but we kind of have the option of two birth partners again now I know it was restricted for a while and obviously in some places it still might be the same but that's good because it does give people the option to then have somebody else yeah and also like that's where the role of like a doula comes in you know somebody that is gonna be that really like right support for you it doesn't necessarily have to be your partner it could be you know somebody else as we said so having the option to have somebody else as well is obviously really great because it means you can um which is really beneficial but thank you I've loved listening to your story it's been fantastic um what a great story and the bit yeah the bit about the fox that's going to stay with me because I love that and it did proper give me chills like I think that's so great I, t- I fully believe like animals are so intuitive that fox 100% knew what was going on and was there with you definitely the funny thing is I thought it was a male fox the whole time and then yesterday it came back in the garden and it was just there and I was looking thinking it's a You're female. Not a man. it was it's a female fox and I couldn't believe, and I was thinking, this makes so much sense because I've got a, a boy cat and I thought, yeah. well, he's not, they're out there together. Like yeah. he's not phased. And I thought if it was a male, he'd have been, like, got his guard a bit. And I thought that's even more amazing because yeah. she's come back, like she was there yesterday, like just stood it. in the middle of the lawn, like looking at me. And I've got a Laura and I'm thinking, she's like coming back to check, you know, we're okay. Yeah, that's so nice. I like that. That's a really good, like touch to your story. I love the, the fox that aspect of it. I totally am into all stuff like that as well. Like I really believe in that. So yeah, I, I think that's great. But thank you so much for, oh, you're for sharing your story. It's been lovely to talk to you and um meet Alora. Alora? Yeah. Yes, Alora. Right, yes. Beautiful <laughs> name. I love it. Um and I like the name Nova as well. That's so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> lovely name. But yeah, thank you so oh. much. And it's been lovely to talk to you and to see her. I can see her in a little nappy. It's so hot. 
too hot. I don't blame her. Oh. Jealous of her right now. Um, <laughs> and yeah, thank you. Thanks, Holly. Oh, thanks, Claire. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So big, big thank you to Holly for coming onto the podcast and sharing her story. As always, please check out the info box below. There's a list of lots of really useful information, uh, discount codes on birth pools and TENS machines and things like that, as well as a link to my Instagram. I post a lot on Instagram, so um, I'm very active over there and on my DMs on my Instagram as well. And of course, a link to my courses that I have coming up. So all of the scheduled courses that I've got coming up and also to my essentials course, uh, which is a pre-recorded course that you can watch in your own time. It's only three hours. It's much more affordable. Um, so great for people that are perhaps on a bit more of a budget or people who just have a limited time uh, or don't discover hypnobirthing until quite late on in their pregnancy. So thank you for listening and goodbye.